Another episode of the Hoffcast. Doom, doom, bip. Here we go, episode number 47. And uh, feeling okay, you guys. Feeling okay. Had a good show last night down in Hermosa Beach. Comedy and Magic Club. Always a good time. It's I don't know how they fill that place every single show, but it's incredible. Um, that's not what I wanted to talk about. Um, bunch of things going on and some things... That almost were going on. And that's that's a weird thing. And I suppose everybody has it, right? Everybody has, like, in their lives things that that are in the works and then they don't come through. You know, the vacation that you were planning, but then something came up, you couldn't do it. Or, I mean, something as simple as what you were going to eat for dinner. We were going to go to this restaurant, but then uh, they were closed. Something as simple as that. Um I don't know. I, I'm so used to manufacturing things in this career that it just feels more personal, I guess. And maybe it's just personal because it's for me. You guys think, no, 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 I really wanted to eat a Red Lobster, but they were closed. So I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. That was very personal to me. Uh, it would be to me, too. I love Red Lobster. I don't know why. I don't know what, why they catch so much shit at Red Lobster. Like, it, it's good. It's good. Well, it's not high-quality seafood. So what? They cover that with butter. Low quality plus butter. See, now this is why I should have a hands-free. Low quality plus butter equals high quality. That's, that's, I used to have a joke that was uh, about uh, how, like, I I put a scoop of sugar into sugar-free pudding. And I was like, see, now it works. You told me the missing ingredient. I added it. Now it's tasty. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Crap food plus butter usually, usually makes a big difference. Add butter to anything. It's really good. I'm getting distracted here. So I recently had the opportunity to film a dry bar special. Um, for those of you that don't know what that is, which is probably a lot of you, um, it's this company out of Salt Lake. I think you can figure out <laughs> their affiliation. Um, it's a company out of Salt Lake that does these uh, clean comedy specials. And uh, they had inquired a couple times about me doing one. And this last time, I was all set to do it. I was ready. I had the jokes that I wanted to do for the special together. And and they film them, and then they distribute them on social media platforms and YouTube and things like that. Um, and, and they usually get a ton of views, you know, because they're pumping money, like, into the ads. Like, hey, watch this, watch this, watch this. And people watch it. And, and they're good the good quality content and they look good and they sound good. Uh, the problem is, and before I get to the problem, so we were all set to do it. We had everything arranged. Um, there was one thing that I had heard going into it and I'm going to just be honest with you guys. Uh, there was one thing I heard is that they were distributing, uh, the audio portion of these specials and a lot of times doing it without comedians consent or knowledge. And, um, and, and anytime you get a contract and you know, it's longer than like one page, you're like, okay, what do you, what are you getting away with? That's the way I feel. Anytime I get a contract, I'm like, what are you, what are you trying to hide in here? And why aren't you using normal English? Why, (laughs) why are there words like where to for like what, whoever has used that in a sentence 
uh, <laughs> henceforth, like what what are we in ancient Rome? Like just tell me what you're doing so that I know why and tell me why that's in there. A contract shouldn't just have the language of this is what it is, but it also should be like and we're putting this in there so that we can profit in this way because I I'm not a lawyer and I I haven't been in this business long enough to know like exactly what you're doing, but I know you're doing something. And so any and so they they agreed to so many things, and then we said, hey, and you can't use the audio. We want the audio rights. So you guys can do whatever you want with the video. You can distribute that in any way you see fit with the monetization that they had agreed upon. And, but we said, we want the audio. We don't want you guys just going willy-nilly with that because I have I have a good relationship with a production company that d- did my last album and with producers of that. So uh, I didn't want to ruin that. I, I have a good thing going there. So I was like, let me do my own audio. And they said, over the phone, they said, yeah, that's fine. Just put that into the contract. Great. Okay. So we put that into the contract and sent it off to them. And 10 days later, we hadn't heard anything. But we're like, ah, sure, it's fine. Uh, The guy that was brokering the whole deal and uh, my manager was like, we haven't heard anything, but uh, I'm sure it's cool. So the week, it's like Monday or Tuesday. I'm supposed to shoot on Saturday. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about me is I don't make travel arrangements early so this is this was where it a lot of times that screws me a lot of times i end up paying more for a plane ticket than i had to but uh there have been a couple times that that's uh served me well uh like like for instance this isn't one of the times it served me well but uh like my wedding i knew i was getting married i knew that thing was happening i didn't buy my plane ticket until four days before i was leaving (laughs) sarah kept being like Hey, you got, do you know when you're getting in? I'm like, ah, oh, it's probably Thursday. She's like, probably Thursday? What are you talking about? <laughs> so I made my arrangement. So I hadn't made arrangements yet because I was like, yeah, we don't have a contract signed. Like, I'm planning on doing it. I'm sure it's going to happen. But it, and a flight to Salt Lake's not that big a deal. Like, I've got a million flights going there every day. So uh, I didn't make any arrangements. And then I think on either the Monday or Tuesday before I was supposed to shoot on Saturday, uh they came back and said um no we don't know what we're going to do with the audio but we want the option and we thought that was a little bit shady we're kind of like eh, you know you agreed to this in principle and now the push come to shove now we're only six days out it's impossible for me by the way now to book any other paying gig which is kind of the this is the crappiest part probably is um now you've you've kind of uh pigeonholed me and so I, I don't have any other options. Um, and my only other option was to say, no, we're going to, we want the audio. Um, that's, that's the way it was written up. That's the way we want it. And we said that to them and they said, no, we're going to, we want the audio. And then we had no other option. Well, we had another option. Uh, we decided to walk away, which felt, it felt good and bad at the same time. So, so, uh, you know, it, it felt like an opportunity it was there for some exposure. You know, they get they get millions and millions of views on Facebook. And I'm not at the point in my career where I can turn away millions of eyes. Like, I don't need those million people. I need all the millions. I need them. Uh, <laughs> but we just thought that that was kind of like a shady practice to agree to it and then pull the rug out. And we felt like, you know, I... I, I have such a relationship with Sirius XM and through my production company and, and my label. Uh, it's not my label, but the label that I work with that we could do. We could 
better monetize the audio portion of the special. So we thought, you know what? No, it's not It's not an immediate financial gain. And do we want to be in business with the people that are doing this? And they may be a perfectly fine company, although they did get sued by Disney uh, and lost for $65 million. So, I mean, there are things happening. Um, but th- this happens a lot. I, I think the reason I decided to walk away in the end was this happens a lot in the comedy community. A lot of times comedians are just kind of pushed up against the wall and it's like, we'll take it or leave it. This is what we're offering. And guess what? There are seven million comedians waiting in line behind you that want this opportunity. And that's what comedy clubs do. And Tom Segura has gone out and talked about this, the way uh, that comedy clubs, who, God bless them, they're the source that's putting us out there, by and large, you know, every single night of the week in cities all across the country. But the pay has not gone up at comedy clubs for most of the positions since the 80s. In fact, it's gone down. Okay, Um, most comedy clubs have and Segura covered this. I'm going to post his YouTube video uh, on his podcast. I'm going to post that along with this because I think it's it's a good education piece for people uh, when you when you think about going to comedy and who you support. Uh, It's good to know this comedy clubs and, and maybe they don't have the money for it. Maybe maybe the economy's gotten to a certain point where it's like all your margins are razor thins and you don't have. But in the 80s, people were getting paid more than they are today. So 30 years later, after all that inflation, now it's less. Like it doesn't make a lot of sense that comedians are making less unless unless they're selling tickets. Now this, I I can only sell tickets in a few markets at this point. So most of the time, I'm taking the comedy club's standard rate, which. If you're headlining, it can be okay, but you must realize you're pretty much only working three days a week then. Uh, You're pretty much only working Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday, sometimes Wednesday. For the most part, you're only working three days a week, and that's what happened with this dry bar special. And things that a lot of people don't understand is, like, if you have a comedian friend and you're like, why why couldn't you make it to my wedding or why why can't you make it to my birthday party on Saturday? I'm turning 30. It's like, well, if you take my Saturday, you take my entire work week and that took a lot of time for my family to understand as well that like oh crap yeah no you can't just say listen comedy club i'll work thursday friday but i'm kind of busy on saturday no they book you for the week and so if you can't do that one so then uh because i had this uh dry bar special that now i'm no longer doing now i've just got this open week where i just don't have work and i'm lucky that i have other streams of income um the album um commercials that i've done that come in and help supplement those times uh but but that kind of sucks when you were thinking okay i'm gonna make x amount for this week and then all of a sudden ah now we can't so the main reason why i walked away is this happens too often to comedians and if somebody doesn't stand up to it and somebody doesn't say no that's not right we're not going to do that you're taking advantage of us um just because you know you know supply and demand that's the way that works but if you take away their supply or at least their supply to the good stuff if if the good comedians are able to take a stand at certain points like we can't i, I certainly can't take a stand all the time <laughs> i need to work at a certain point but uh if if the good comedians say no we're not going to do that then uh the product that they put in front of people is going to suffer and their bottom line uh they should see that i would think uh but it's going to take more than just me but that's that's kind of the way i felt about it it's like no this isn't this isn't the right way to do business and you're kind of taking advantage right now and i don't need it like yeah it would be nice 
but I don't need it. So that's why I'm kind of conflicted about the whole deal. Because, yeah, it would have been nice to be in front of a bunch of people. But at the same time, I don't need it. So I felt like, uh, you know, kind of taking a stand uh, in that way is is what I needed to do. And and my buddy asked me about it. Uh, my buddy who's a com- comedian in New York, a uh, funny guy, Robbie Slowick. He, if, you don't fo- if you're on Twitter and you don't follow him, you should follow him. It's just at Robbie Slowick. Uh, S-L-O-W-I-K. Um, very funny on Twitter. So much better than me uh, at Twitter. He, he was asking me, he's like, so how, you know, can, you could go back to them if you're feeling regret. And I said, no, like, I maybe I could, but I don't want to. I've already made my decision, and I, I kind of drew a line in the sand. That's what I said to him. I said, I drew a line in the sand. And he said, uh, <laughs> I forget who said it, but he gave me the quote. He's like, well, sand is famously easy to move around. And I thought, well, yeah, that's true. That's true. You can draw a line in the sand and then you can cross it and it doesn't really matter. But to me, it does. So I, I took a stand and that is why I turned down a dry bar special. So to any uh, younger comedians coming up, uh, that's that's the thought process behind it. And I don't think you need to take everything that's offered to you. Sometimes there's power in saying no. Okay, you, you got to figure out a certain point. I don't want to use the the Rocky Balboa quote, uh, although it's the best one. If you know what you're worth, go out and get what you're worth. And that's and and that means sometimes people aren't gonna aren't gonna take you up on what you think you're worth. Some people aren't gonna buy into it, but you got to buy into it. You got to know it. And so I, I felt like what I had to offer was uh, worth more than what they were giving, and I I walked away. So. You won't be seeing me anytime soon on a dry bar special, and I have no ill will toward them. They're just doing what's best for them. Like, if, yes, they can get away with paying people less and taking advantage, then they're going to do that. Um, And guess what? I dropped out. The very next day, they had a comedian right in there, filled into my spot. And that's fine. I, you know, I knew they were going to do that. I know everybody's replaceable. If you think you're not replaceable, you are. Okay. The president dies tomorrow. They're going to replace him that same day. Okay. Every single person is replaceable. I remember when my wife, uh, you know, she, she quit, she quit her job because we had two babies. She didn't quit. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like she threw down her paintbrush, like I'm out of here. I'm never teaching these shitholes again. Uh, but she, she said, okay, I'm not going to come back to school after this year. This is my last year teaching. And she walked away and like the next week they had hired her replacement. She's like, well, it kind of hurt, kind of hurt that they replaced me so soon. It's like, no, everybody, everybody's replaceable. There's, they will find someone else. There's, billions of people in this world and someone is always willing to do it for less money and that's that's the unfortunate truth about it and and that's the hard thing about comedy that's why more than ever i need you guys i need people that enjoy my comedy i need you guys to feel like a like like that's we're on a mission we're it's a grassroots thing well i need you guys to get passionate about it if you want to see me do comedy in your town you got to let me know and you got to let the club know you got to let whatever uh the comedy club is in town like hey when is nick hoff coming to town because unless they hear that then all of a sudden i email them they're like well nobody's clamoring for it so (laughs) we might as well move along so that was disappointing to hear that but I do have a thing in the works with SiriusXM, so hopefully in the next few weeks I'll be able to announce something and I'm just knock on wood because nothing of this. See, you know what? I screwed this up because you're not supposed to talk about you're not supposed to talk about things that haven't happened yet. But listen, Oprah says the uh, the secret is to speak it. 
into truth, right? So there it is. I just, I just <laughs> either just jinxed it. That's the opposite of the secret, isn't it? Isn't the secret the opposite is the jinx? Like you say something that you want, and they're like, well, that one's not going to happen. You just jinxed it. <laughs> That's the opposite of uh, the secret. Yeah. So I, I either just did one of those two things. I either just secreted or I jinxed. Um, uh, one thing that I'm not going to jinx is the 2020 Hoff Tour. Uh, doesn't have the tour does not have a title yet. If you guys can think of a good one, uh, my the last big tour I did was the Too Many Butts tour, and uh, I was really happy with how that one turned out. Um, and I'm going to do another one in 2020, and I've got some cool ideas with that. But I'm I'm right now I'm filling dates. So uh, if you want me to come to a certain place, you got to let me know because um, and also keep in mind I I only do things you know at most like once a year, but sometimes even further in between. But I want to get back to places I've done. So if if you want to see me again, let me know and let me know if there's a venue in there someplace. Um, now, a lot of people see me with uh, Jeff and Larry and they're like, when are you coming back? And I want to come back and do like my full show for people uh, who only got to see me for a little bit of time opening for those guys. But a lot of people are like, yeah, just come do the same place that you did. When you're with them, I can't do I can't do that. <laughs> They're selling out arenas and large theaters, and I I don't have that kind of draw. I wish I did. If I did, I would 100% do the same place. Uh, but chances are, I need just a, a smaller venue. So keep that in mind when you're suggesting places. Think of a, a couple hundred person theater or a rock venue of some sort. Um, and if you can, you know, rally some troops, like it's not just you. If you've seen me and you thought I was funny when I come to town. I need you to come, but I need you to also like spread the word. I need you to be like, hey, like tag five people on Facebook that that you think would enjoy seeing a comedy show. That's how that's how it builds. Um, so uh, yeah, keep keep an eye out for my 2020 tour dates. Just added some this week. I'll be adding more and more. So I'm excited about that. Um, and yeah, it'll be just a little grassroots campaign, you guys. We'll we'll see how that works. It works for. Uh, Bernie Sanders, I mean, he's not in the White House, but everybody knows his name. That's all I need. That's all I need. If everybody knows my name, I'm in good shape, you guys. So uh, I, I don't want to get I don't want to get political. Sometimes things happen in the world of politics, and I feel like I want to comment, but every time I do, I regret it because it doesn't matter what side I'm on. Uh, I'm I'm pissing somebody off, or they just don't understand what it was that I said because they heard like a buzzword, like even when I just said Bernie. A few minutes ago, uh, people listening, they, they, whatever whatever uh, connotation they have with that name, whatever goes off in their head when they hear Bernie, you know, positive or negative, they just hear the name and they have all these feelings in their head going off. And it doesn't matter what I'm going to say. I could say I like Bernie. I could say I hate Bernie. I just said Bernie. And your your imagination went to where you were taking it. And all of a sudden, in your stomach, you had feelings. And <laughs> this is a hot button issues in there. Um, and I realize I, I I don't want to make jokes about it because uh, I feel like that's, you know, there's no longevity there. Like it's a moment in time. That's what Twitter is for. That's that's why uh, Robbie is so good at Twitter, because he's good at capturing that moment in time and making a joke about it. But then like months later when i'm on stage talking about it, it doesn't really resonate and that's what i'm looking for is things that can resonate uh month after month with people and they can find it funny and uh politics isn't and and i realize i don't have the answers okay i, I may have jokes but i don't have the answers to things that are happening in politics in our country and i guess what 
I don't think anybody does. I don't think any, even even the people that are going to be on the ballot in November, nobody has the answers, okay? Elizabeth Warren doesn't have the answers. Bernie Sanders doesn't have the answers. Uh, Trump doesn't have the answers. They have ideas. And we can hope that those ideas have some answers in them. But it's not going to also, it's not going to work for everybody. What's good for this guy is bad for this guy. What's bad for this guy is good for this guy. I think I just said the same thing twice. <laughs> um, nobody knows what they're doing. You know, like, now now I said I didn't want to get political. Now I'm going to talk about it. Elizabeth Warren's talking about taxing, and, and Bernie both talking about taxing billionaires, which I think that makes sense on the surface. You think this person over here has billions of dollars. They don't need billions of dollars. Give it to people that need it. But I also know how the world works. And if you take billions of dollars from the most powerful people in the world, they're not just going to be like, okay, I guess you got my money. Now I only have this many billions. No, they're going to say, how do I how do I make that money back? How do I make sure that I make more billions so that when they take my billions, I still have lots of billions? And so that's going to end up, they're, they're going to just increase the price. Jeff Bezos, you think... You think uh, we start taxing Amazon up the wazoo and he's just going to take it? No, he's going to be like, okay, well, no, there's no free shipping anymore. And all of a sudden, we're paying for his taxes. And that's how that's going to happen. I, I tried to make the joke on Twitter and then I deleted it because I was like, what are you doing, Huff? Nobody gives a crap what you think. But now I'm going to say it on my podcast because if you're listening, you do kind of give a crap what I think. And, uh, and maybe now you'll turn it off immediately after I say this. But, you know, you tax billionaires you kick a leg out from underneath a billionaire he's not gonna fall he's just gonna lean on us he's gonna lean on everybody underneath him and we're all gonna have to support him then so yeah go ahead and tax him but we're gonna be the ones that end up paying for it okay that's why i do the little things i think it's important to do the little things right that's why always i put my uh, uh when i go grocery shopping i always put the cart back because the second that they have to hire another cart corraller then all of a sudden you're going to be like, well, we got to pay for Josh over there who's out there collecting the carts. So now we got to raise the price of Skittles an extra 10 cents. you got to end up paying for it. Anyway, so that's why it's important. Everybody does the little things. The only idea I have with politics that I think holds any weight, and I, again, I don't say it's a solution. I don't say it's an answer. I, I say it's an idea that hasn't really been used in a long time is that when you create a budget that you, uh, you stick to it. Like And you have uh, penalties for not sticking to it. It's so funny that they spend all this energy and time creating this budget, and then we run a deficit of trillions of dollars. Not, not thousands, not millions, but not billions, but trillions. I almost skipped billions because I thought it was so ridiculous that there are so many illions in front of trillions. We have trillions of dollars in deficit. And it's because we don't follow a budget. We're like, well, we'll spend X amount on this. And then we end up spending so much more. And we're like, well, okay, guess we're just <laughs> we're just running a deficit now. That's what they, they came up with this nice little word. Deficit. We're running a deficit. It's not that bad. We'll just borrow more money from China. I don't understand it. I don't. And people say there's no way that we can pay back everything we've borrowed. Okay. That doesn't sound like a solution. It doesn't sound like the right way to go. I feel the tide's turning. And there was a comedian last night that made a joke about like that America has peaked. And it's very possible that we have. Uh, and But the only way to get that back is to change something. And I feel like the budget has to mean something. I feel like it, budget means something in my family. We make a budget. 
if we go over, we got to go under in certain places. We can't just, we, <laughs> I can't just call the bank and be like, yeah, um, well, here, we're just running a deficit over here. So uh, can you just put more money in my account? Because I just, I just run a deficit. That's what it'll do. And, and every couple of years, we'll, you know, we'll have a, a lock-in where we argue about things for a long time about the budget. And then we'll, then we'll figure out the budget. We'll, we'll solidify it, but then we'll still run a deficit. Isn't that cute? The bank would tell me to go screw myself, and they would charge me with all kinds of fees because that's not how it's supposed to work. Budget should mean something. That's, I don't know, that's my idea. But what do I know? I'm just a comedian who's squandered a business degree. That's that's all I've got. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I, I I want you to enjoy this podcast. I I I'm recording this. I, I I'm doing video on this one. I don't know if I'm gonna do anything with the video. Some people uh, that do podcasts do a Patreon and they have bonus incentives where people you know can pay a couple bucks a month uh, to see kind of behind the scenes things. You know, maybe do some things out there while I'm on tour. I, if that's something you're interested in, let me know. But uh, I'm not immediately inclined to do those types of things unless I hear from you guys. That's that's all we can do. So tell me what it is you guys want to see. Last last podcast, I created a video that went along with one of the stories. I you know it got a lot of views, but did did, did you guys like that? Is that something you want to see every week? If I'm telling a story, do you guys want to see me recreate it, uh, whether it be with my kids or or my wife or out there on the road? I don't know. I don't know. You guys got to let me know what you want this to be, and we'll create it together. We'll make it, and I, I just want to be here entertaining you guys. I hope that you uh, related to some of this stuff. Uh, I hope, you know, like my dry bar thing, I, I'm sure it relates to a lot of you guys' personal lives. Things come into your life. Things go out of your life. There are disappointments, certainly in every career, and a lot of us internalize them. And maybe that's the best way to go. I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to figure out everything. <laughs> by talking out loud. So uh, I, I've internalized a lot of things. This one I let out, and I thought it was important to tell everybody why, why the thought process behind certain things. There's certain clubs that I say no to that I used to do, but the the money just isn't there. You know, you gotta you start prioritizing what's important because I watched I watched that uh, Bill Gates documentary on Netflix. I just watched the first episode, but he. You know, as a billionaire, he was saying the one thing, you know, time is the most important commodity because it's the one thing uh, that I can't buy more of. And more and more, I'm starting to agree with that. Like, you got to prioritize your time and make sure you're doing uh, what's important to you and what's important to your loved ones. I shouldn't shake the camera like that. I just I emphatically pushed on the desk and <laughs> I could see things shaking. I'm sorry about that. You got to decide what's important to you and then do those things well. I've been doing a lot of things mediocre lately. And so I'm like, no, I got to do a few things well. And this podcast is one of the things that I'm going to prioritize and I want to do it well. And that's partly why it doesn't come out as often as it should, is I, I hold a high bar for myself. And some of you are like, really, this is a high bar that you've set? Yes, I need I need quiet time. I need time to process my thoughts so that I'm not just completely shooting from the hip. I want, I want to have some level of insight behind the things I say. Uh, before I just, because you could get on the internet and find endless amounts of out there. You could find whatever you wanted to hear about. There's a hundred thousand people talking about it. I want to be one of the ones that makes a little bit of sense. I hope that's what this has been for you guys. 
And I'm going to do uh, another one this week. I'm going to pump out. An, well, this is this is late in the week. So, but but within the seven days, I'm going to do another one because I want to get these out more often. Go ahead and subscribe. Pass it along to somebody. If I end up posting a video, uh, you know, share it with people. That's how this grassroots thing goes. That's how I can I can create more content. Like positive feedback. That's how that's how we work as comedians. We on stage, we get that instant feedback. We know if something's funny or not, and, and that's how we know to keep going on something. If people are responding, that's how we know to keep going. So don't just passively see something that i post uh like give me a boo this sucks hoff i hate you uh that that gives me feedback that's that's how i operate that's the only way i know how to operate anymore so (laughs) i need the help of a of a uh an audience that is participating so be an active participant in my career so that i can i can be better i love you thank you for listening uh hope you have a great weekend doom doom bip y'all